The Starbucks Pistachio Latte will transport you to your happy place. The comforting flavor of pistachio, warm espresso and milk, all with a brown buttery topping. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I've been making music like this my whole life that's fun and weird and surreal. And uh, But I do distinctly remember watching the MTV Music Awards in 92 or 3 or something and watching all the grunge bands getting the awards and stuff and thinking, you know, that's great. I love these bands, but I wonder if we could lighten things up a little. I'm sad alone in a boggy marsh Totally motionless except for her heart Mud flowed up into lumps pajamas She totally confused all the passing piranhas She's lump, she's lump, she's in my head She's lump, she's lump, she's lump, she might be dead And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, with me as always is my brother Travis, and we are talking about the presidents of the United States of America today. Dude, I'm fucking stoked, man. Yeah, this is one of those bands that like I never forgot about. You know, like this was one of the CDs that our older brother Spencer had in his collection. Yeah, dude. I vividly remember looking, like holding the CD case in my hand, looking at the cover and flipping through the liner notes. Yeah, it's like the little uh, animal, like brass little statuettes playing some sort of ditty, you know. But like, just like he said in that clip you just played, like, you know, I was listening to all these grunge bands and like, you know, we just wanted to do something different. Yeah. So what's funny is like, among Spencer's CD collection was all those other grunge bands that he's referring to, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, Stone Temple Pilots, all that stuff. So like there, there they were among the among the grunge artists, just like he was talking about. Yeah, man. Like he was saying, uh, I'm going to quote lead singer Chris Ballou here. Uh, he said uh, the timing was just right. There was a, a hole in the cultural landscape for fun times to fall into. And we fell into that hole. So let's name off the roster real quick, uh, or at least the original lineup. So we've got Chris Ballou. He's the brains behind the band, lead vocals. He wrote all the songs. He plays bass in the band. And then we've got David Dieterer on guitar and Jason Finn on drums. So Chris and David actually met in grade school. It was a private K-12 through school in Seattle. So they had been friends for a while. I think it's um, perfect that they're from Seattle, right? Because that means they were, they were in the grunge scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were part of it. Or at least they were most likely playing the same clubs and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. You know, he was, probably, he was probably witnessing it as it was 
as it was happening, you know. For sure. Yeah, so here's a crazy story I just found out today, man. Uh, so Chris Ballou was roommates with Beck in Los Angeles in the early 90s. Dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the... What are the odds of that shit going down, know, dude? And if you think back to Beck's early stuff, yeah, like he was into, he was playing the mo- the most bizarre, like super, like rootsy blues kind of stuff that you can think of, right? Yeah, and him and Chris made music together briefly. I want to hear uh, that shit. under under the names. You want to hear it right now, dude? You have a recording of that? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Man, they should they should hook it back up and, and, and make another record together. I was thinking that too. Um, but if you think back to um so I did a I think you were with me, Trav. I don't know if this was a solo sidetrack that I did, but I covered some of Beck's early stuff. It was right after we covered uh Sea Change, which is my favorite Beck album. But from around the around the one foot in the grave time. Uh, so early Beck stuff, like early '90s, it was it was very bizarre. Well, some of Beck's lyrics too, you know, all his really well-known songs. The lyrics are really wacky, you know, very wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was roommates with Chris Ballou, and they wrote music together. Uh, so let's play a song from them. I wasn't going to play this, but I have it saved on my computer. How could you not? Uh, it's weird, dude. That's why. <laughs> like Animal Collective level weird. Okay. So here is a song of theirs called Twig. told you man weird <laughs> i guess i didn't i didn't know exactly what to expect but that's <laughs> exactly what that would sound like you know right yeah especially if this is them in college right it just sounds like a couple of friends fucking around with a microphone you know exactly it's exactly what it was dude um so i couldn't really figure out ex- the exact timing on when all this happened in relation to other things that went down between him and beck because they shared an apartment in la but Chris saw Beck. Now, I think they were already friends by now. But Chris saw one of Beck's shows in Seattle right before Mellow Gold came out. And they, for whatever reason, Chris jumped up on stage and played a few songs with Beck. And then he drove down to Olympia. So that's a good, I don't know, two two hours from Seattle or so. 
and Beck was gearing up to record One Foot in the Grave, and Chris is actually laying down, he lays down, I believe, bass uh, tracks for One Foot in the Grave. And then he went on tour with Beck uh, for Mellow Gold. So that was in, and that came out in 94, 95. So let's get back to that classic Presidents of the United States of America sound. Um, I've got another clip. I'm just, it's just a quick one. I'm going to play it. It's from the same interview that I, I played for our intro. Here is again, Chris Ballou talking grunge. For me, when I put on Nevermind, uh, I, was, I was like, oh, okay. I was trying to do that for a long time, but I didn't have the angst. You know, but musically, you know, the chords, the melodies, the dynamics, I was all about that. Um, and so when I put that on, I just went, oh, well, I don't have to make that record. Somebody else already made it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, if you listen to Presidents, it's grunge, right? Right. Really, the only difference is the subject matter, like you saying, like it's his stuff is more fun, surreal and weird. It's not as, um, you know, the the guitar sound isn't exactly there but i mean it's got the same energy you know i'd compare them their sound at least to like the toadies or something like that which is not yeah you know on the on the scale it's not it's not alice and jane's but you know it's also not smashing pumpkins it's like sort of maybe in between yeah and that's a point that he makes as well like for early 90s music out of seattle all anyone ever thinks about is the grunge side but he said, and I I can't think of all the name, all the different artists that he mentions. But there's a whole other side to to Seattle rock in the early '90s, and it's the more like party bands, the more fun and lighthearted kind of stuff. Um, and that's that's that hole that they fit into. So, Travis, I don't know if you remember this, but this is always something that stuck out in my in my mind, and it it's almost become like a like folklore uh, that he played like a two-stringed bass. The guitar player played a three-stringed guitar. That's all true. Did you know that, dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, which was really interesting to me. Um, but also part of, part of the whole um, shtick almost, you know? Yeah. But like he's playing a, it's, it's, it's a three-string. They call it a bass guitar and a git bass. So this was actually something that Baloo did in another band that he was in briefly called the super group with a guy that he knew named Mark Sandman, who was a frontman, uh, And that was actually when that idea to kind of modify the bass and guitar, that's when that originally uh, happened. That modified guitar playing was usually in uh, drop D tuning, but for presidents, they played it even a, a half step lower than that in C sharp. And then for the bass guitar, the strings were placed in the D and B positions. Now that's kind of, this is more technical for the for the guitar players out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a really unique sound. Really interesting stuff. Let's play a song, dude. Yeah, man. Let's okay. get into it here. Let's have some fun with the presidents. Let's have some fun, man. So we're going to play songs from their self-titled that came out in 1995. So I'm going to play track four first. Now, this song, I just found out the story behind it today, and it makes me really happy, dude. So the song is called Stranger. Now, there's a, um, a, I think it's a weekly paper that comes out up here in Seattle called The Stranger. Uh, I think maybe, I'd say the equivalent maybe in Dallas is The Observer, Trev. Uh, so there's a section in The Stranger, 
uh, it's like an I saw you, like, you know, like a I just missed you section. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. classifieds. Yeah. Um, where like you saw someone and you didn't have the courage to talk to them or whatever. So you post something in the classifieds hoping that they read it. Yeah. Like you had on a purple blouse. Yep. Exactly. And I had on a smile. Exactly. Uh, so he literally just handpicked classifieds from the stranger and that's the lyrics for this song dude he didn't have any other input so the way he put it the citizens of seattle wrote this song for me that's cool yeah dude so uh here is track four on the president's self-titled this one is called stranger Leonard Skinnerd hat and me, little kitty, sat across with a velvet jacket, wild orange hair, and dark, dark eyes. I gawked like a twelve-year-old smitten. Carla the stripper. Straight from L.A. You seem cool for a naked chick in a booth. Let's be pals someday. In other words, put some clothes on and call me. I saw you. It was incredible. I mean, it's so obviously just, uh, uh, you know, reading off the class, the the classifieds. Yeah. So I wonder if anybody, you know, the people that, that wrote these, if they ever, you know, put the CD on and were like, wait a second. I was looking for the guy with the Leonard Skinner net on. I'm that stripper that he's talking about. Right. <laughs> like, I wonder if Leonard Skinner hat and Little Kitty ever got together. And I wonder if the song had anything to do with it talk about a platform yeah um and dude how like how perfect that the name of the publication is called the stranger it's right just, it's perfect for this song yeah so like you know that chorus there where they sort of started screaming very um punk rock almost a little bit you know it's got a little bit of punk, a punk flair but yeah, yeah like you said um it's 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 you know it, it sounds like the the kind of uh, harder alt rock that was coming out around that time. It's not really yeah. on the grunge side, but like it's somewhere in there. It's just the lyrics are so much like fun and goofy. And that's, you know, what this album is, especially it's just, it's just a hell of a lot of fun to sing along to, you know? Oh yeah, dude. Especially like peaches, man. Everybody remembers peaches lump. That was a song that we introed in. They're just, it's just a fucking blast, man. You know? Yeah. And, and here's the thing about Chris Ballou and these songs. So most, if not all these songs are already written and some of them he has been sitting on for years. So they just 
played shows, I think mostly just local shows, just nonstop before this came out. And that's kind of where they got discovered was from one of their live shows. So really, they were just taking that all that energy and performance from their live shows and recording it. So I mentioned this band he was in called Supergroup. This I thought was interesting, and this kind of speaks to to Chris as a songwriter. Uh, so again, frontman for this group, his name is Mark Sandman. And uh, it says here, the whole idea behind Supergroup was that they would come up with the song names while having a beer before the gig. Then they would make up the songs on stage during the show. So, and then they would also do what they called a super challenge, where they would shout out words on stage, and then the other one had to make up a song on the spot using those words. It's like freaking, uh, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, that whole band was just to have a good time, and then of course Chris took that with his buddy Dave from school, and that's and that's how Presidents was born. So they were a duo at first, and then uh, Jason saw them performing as a duo as Presidents, and said, I I got to be in this band, like whatever I got to do, I want to be your drummer. And they became a trio. What have I been saying about three pieces, dude? I know, man, you're right. You're totally, there's no arguing that, dude. Because I feel like in order to be a really solid sounding three piece, they all got to be super tight as far as like, and like polished, you know, as far as, um, you know, the three of them working together and what were the other three pieces we've t- we've talked about? I think we had a, a couple on um, our What You Heard last week. So something about the three-piece band, man. Like when, when it's right, it's like perfect, you know. Dude, I mean, I'm finding this out about, like I'm starting to cook a lot more. Hear me out. <laughs> okay. Simple is always better, dude. Always. Yeah. Well, hey, man, what do they say? That's a classic uh, rule to live by in, in graphic design and whatnot. Web design, like less is more, you know. Less is more with ingredients and, and a recipe. Less is more with a rock band as well, man. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't, you know, you're stripping out all the unnecessary bullshit. Yeah. You know, and everybody's got their part, and that's it, you know. Dude, and not only are they just a three-piece, but they're saying, you know what? I don't need two more strings on this bass. I'm going to take away two of them. I don't need six strings on this guitar. Right. They are the epitome of less is more. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so like I said, dude, they were just playing shows all the time in the early days. And, um, this, this album, dude, it reached number one in, uh, Billboard's modern rock tracks chart for 95. And they were nominated for Grammys in both 96 and 97. And there was Lump specifically that got on, that reached number one. Uh, they got a lot of love from MTV as well. They had a few music videos that was on heavy rotation on MTV back in the day. So like you said, man, like there was just a hole that needed to be filled for, you know, just lighthearted fun stuff amidst all these plaid t-shirt wearing grunge boys, you know? Yeah. All right, let's play another one, dude. So we're all familiar with Bull Weevil, right? Oh, yeah. Classic, dude. This was not a single. Um, Also, I'm just super excited at the thought of people hearing presidents for the first time through us dude it's possible if you're a younger uh, listener i think it's very possible that you may not have any clue who presidents of the united states of america are it makes me really happy to think that we're the ones dropping them on you for the first time because this is just one of those bands that i mean they're they're just the best dude nothing but love for this these guys and i'm just so 
stoked to be sharing this planet with these dudes. All right, let's play some Bull Weevil. Here we go. Let me tell you about a friend of mine. His name's Bull Weevil. Check him out. Spends all day. so just so much cool on that song dude i was feeling some uh some ska a little bit yeah yes yeah there's a lot like you said there's a lot going on in that he sings a lot about animals and insects like that's just kind of where his head goes to bull weevil's a beetle and he's trying to coax him out of his uh his little home there yeah so you know i i think and we may not play the song but but the song kitty on this record that's a single i think we it's a single, really? Yeah. That's really funny that that's a single. So, like, you know, what it almost seems like he's literally just sitting in his living room observing his cat and writing lyrics about what, what he's observing. So, like, there's a kitty on my foot and I want to touch it. Exactly. <laughs> kitty on my foot and I want to touch it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a stream of thought kind of thing. Well, that's a thing that he, he would do. Apparently, he had this little tape recorder that he would just kind of spew these weird thoughts into and then just kind of go back to and work on um and he said he, he would have he would just fill entire you know sides of of cassettes with just weird ideas but that's the thing there's no there's no uh rules here you know for for a contender on on a pres on a president's record you know <laughs> dude do we need to start crediting your cats for their appearances? I feel like they need to get in the credits at least. Yeah, one of them just knocked over a lamp, but it's not a big deal. Is that kitty on your foot? It is. Nope. Okay. <laughs> this kitty is on my desk, and these cats are going to cat cue, you know, and we just got to let Cats it, are going to cat. We got to let them cat. Totally. So, um, Let's play another song, dude. I mean, I don't have much else to say about these dudes. What's more, what else is there to say, Keith? <laughs> but no, I, that's hilarious that Kitty was a single. I didn't. What were the singles yeah. anyway? So was it? It was Lump. 
Peaches, Kitty. And Dune Buggy. Dune Buggy. Okay. I, I love Dune Buggy. Dune dude. Buggy is fun. Yeah. They're all fun, man. It's a, it's a, dude, it's a blast. Let's just put it that, dude, Lump starts out like the, the, the way that Lump just charges into that song. It's one of the best, like, intros of any, any iconic, song from, iconic, any rock song from that era. Yeah. It's just great, man. Yeah, dude. All right. So I only had one more song in mind to play. Uh, we're going to jump down to track 10 here. The song's called Body. Little salamander, where did you go? The edge of the yard I found you, you know All brown and hard I can't get your body out of my mind I can't get your body I can't get your body out of my mind I can't get your body talk about like stream of thought yeah dude that's his whole but, thing man like is he are we supposed to believe that he ate the salamander is that what he said well he says it's it's going smooth smooth through my body yeah <laughs> maybe man again man the goofiest lyrics ever. yeah and that's that's like when you go into this record and hit play like you're you know what you're in for you know what i mean or at least you know if you're a fan of this of this record and this band, like that's what you sign up for. You know what I mean? When you hit play, you're like, let's just have fun, you know, especially when the first song is fucking kitty. Like they're, they're telling you, Hey, here's what you're in for. You know what I mean? You're either in or you're out, you know, Should we, let's just play some kitty. Okay. I don't have any other let's songs. To, let's just play some kitty. Scratching 
scratching at the screen door. Little bag of bones been out all night. He needs some petting and loving on his head. He needs some petting and loving on his rain soaked high. He's circling around my ankle. He's circling around my ankle. He needs some petting and loving on his high. Hey, kitty, won't you come inside? Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Kitty, I'm a fool and I won't touch it. Meow, 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 meow. And it's just catchy as hell, man. Dude, yeah, that's. I I feel like. This is the perfect snapshot of what it was like to grow up in the 90s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like everyone says that about the the era that they grew up in, but it was some carefree times, man. And yeah. we were the perfect age for this. We were, what, eight when this came out? Yeah. Man, I was, you know, nostalgia for our generation is like super accessible and we, like we you can out, dial up sure. old commercials on YouTube. I mean, that's true for, a lot, for for going back decades. But I mean, I'm just saying like, I think we've talked about this before on the show. If not, you and I talk about it all the time. How like our generation, we were born in the late 80s. Uh, you know, we were literally, our age group specifically, the last uh, generation to grow up and have a childhood without the internet. Yeah. I mean, we were pretty young when we got our first like, quote unquote, home pc and we you know it was dial up aol online right i mean we were in aol chat rooms and stuff like that and yeah aim and all that stuff but like it was the infancy of the internet there was no tiktok or instagram so we didn't have to we weren't bogged down by all that stuff we lucked out in that dude yeah we really did but i i feel like all of this stuff kind of plays into that like if you go back and watch like toy commercials from our generation it was so wacky, man. Especially like, um, dude, the '90s were weird, man. Yeah, but it was fun, man. Nickelodeon kind of played into that spirit of just like really wacky uh, advertisements. And um, did you watch that documentary about Nickelodeon that I sent you guys? No, no, no. I need if to you're it. out there, you got to pull this up. If you're from our generation, especially, you'll relate. Uh, there's a documentary called "The Orange Years" about Nickelodeon. That uh, kind of talks about all this, but yeah, it's just something about the '90s, uh, you know. And we've 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 said it before that like it, it might have been the last decade of of a, a really a, a creative new direction in rock. You know, what I mean, it seems like everything else after that has been recycling stuff from the '80s, stuff from the '90s. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. Like bands like Narrowhead are recycling '90s, right? But I'm just saying like. Grunge was the last, seems like it was the last creative, uh, like, branch, uh, new branch of the of rock and roll or whatever. Because what else, what, what else is there now? Yeah, no, that's a good point, dude. And to spin it back to presidents here, like, I think what's so great about them, like I, like I said, we were seven or eight when this came out. Super uh, accessible to us yeah, and, as and, kids. Yeah. But, good point. But then on top of that, Everyone was listening to Presidents, dude. Number but one But to your point hit. about – that's actually a really good point though. For our age – and we listened to this when we were 
probably around that age because Spencer had this record. Like this was an, a, a very accessible um, rock album and it was like a freaking um, like a like a man. I had the word in my head just a second ago. It's it's like a um, a starter, I guess, a, um, a segue into grunge and stuff like that. A segue into rock music. Into rock. Yeah. Because, you know. Like you said, it's really accessible. I mean, there's some sexual innuendos. In right. There, but we didn't but, know that. But yeah. Um, so I, I saved this juicy tidbit for the end, dude, because you're going to be just as stoked when you hear this. For the last decade or so, Chris Ballou has been releasing music under the name Casper Baby Pants, and he writes kids music. Dude. That's a perfect segue from what we just talked about. Well, and and isn't that like the best? Like, of course he writes kids music now. Yeah, he's always written kids music, right? Um, but yeah, the story goes that he, his now wife, um, you know, when he was dating her or whatever, I don't know how when this was, but uh, he was always fond of this uh, these crafts that she did, um, these kind of like paper paper crafts. Let me pull up. Uh, his discography, dude. I'll show you. All of his album art is art that his wife makes. And the story goes that he looked at her art and said, I want to make music that looks like that. And look at this stuff, dude. This is her art. Oh, wow. Yeah. So her her art is his album art? Yep. Okay. And... I mean, it's just a perfect marriage, dude, of like imagery and, and the way that yeah. his his music, it's just perfect, dude. Right. Uh, so that's what he does, man. His name, he goes by Casper Baby Pants. So I mentioned earlier that I was going to circle back to that name, Casper. Um, that was a nickname that, it, that he had, but the Baby Pants part actually came from, uh, so he was living in Boston uh, for, a, for a brief moment in the early 90s when he was in that group. Uh, super group and he they were living poor living dirt cheap and he went to a food co-op and upstairs they had this free clothing store that he found this like really pretty like hand knitted pair of baby pants in this box of free clothing and it fit nice and snug on his head so he wore it like a hat and the kids in the neighborhood that he was living in in Boston would call him Baby Pants. <laughs> so he stuck with the name Casper Baby Pants, and that's his name now for for the kids' music that he writes. It's amazing. And he puts on shows for kids, dude. Like, So what I want to know is how similar is Casper Baby Pants to the stuff he was doing for President of the United States? Well, let's play one now. So I'm going to fade us out with... Uh, a clip from one of his live shows that he did on KEXP. It's great because the room is filled with kids. So they brought a bunch of kids into the KEXP studio for this show. But I'm just going to pick a random one, dude. Let's let's have some fun here. So let's do let's do one from, from his first. So he, this one's called Here I Am. His first kid's record is Casper Baby Pants. Came out in 2009. Uh, Trav, which one do you want to play? You pick one. If I'm going off of song title alone, uh, let's just go with Baby Bear. Baby Bear. All I right, do. Here we go. This is a gamble. We don't know how this is. I bet you it's going to sound like Presidents. Here we go.
horses to spare. I'd give them all to my baby bear. Her name is Baby Baby Bear. I love her too much to say. Much to say. Every sunny morning is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. If I had a sea of sparkles to spare, I'd give them all to my baby bear. Her name is Baby Baby Bear. She is a creature I'm found. Yes, I'm found. Her wild bear eyes are wide, cute, and round. So fucking love it dude it's the best thing that that i could ever have heard in my whole life what an awesome ending for this guy of course yeah of course it, he writes it, kids music it couldn't have ended any other way you know and hopefully he circled you know that you, you said that they still make they, they still tour together sometimes okay. i, I yeah. don't know if they're still writing stuff let's but that's let's fucking out. great man he's like freaking uh he's like uh andy dwyer uh well johnny karate <laughs> johnny karate yeah or freddy exactly. spaghetti dude it's exactly that holy shit man maybe yeah. that's what the character arc was based off of because you think about it he was in mouse rat and he was he in did. mouse rat this is this is parks and rec uh parks and rec reference we're nerding out a little bit here yeah we're, we're big fans of that show uh yeah dude you're right that's exactly what it is man but yeah dude i read that and i was just like well duh like I'm good. I'm glad he is doing that. It's it's great. Uh, so that's all I got, man. That's our quick and dirty look at the presidents of the United States of America. Nothing but love for this band, dude. Again, like I'm just so glad that we got to hear this record when it first came out at the perfect age. Just the stars were aligning, man, for us us late '80s kids. Yeah, and it was. Um, it's just. One of those classic records, you know. I've never listened to anything else that they put out. Uh, admittedly, I, it's almost like I don't. I don't need anything else. I'm. I'm right there with you, dude. Why would I? Which is silly because there could be some really great stuff out there. But I feel like kind of like what are you saying? Like this album came out at the exact time that it needed to come out. Yeah. I feel like the band itself, the music, if it had came out later, which their later records obviously did probably wouldn't have seen the success that this record did. Yeah. So No, it, it was a perfect timing with, with where MTV was at in the zeitgeist of everything. Uh, repping the music videos left and right uh, with the top 10, whatever, this and that MTV was doing back then. They got all that love from MTV. and Yeah. So, yeah, dude, that's what I got. I think this is a, it's a good way to kickstart our brief stint. Uh, we're going to hang out in the 90s for a little bit. Let's not do any actual, like, legit grunge. Let's do different stuff. Well, what I was thinking, and I guess that, you know, I don't know if uh, if these guys are considered grunge or not, but since we talked about them, and I think we've actually discussed talking about this record, but we should do Toadies. We should talk about Toadies, and we should talk about Rubberneck. I think that's perfect, dude. And that's a good that's a good album to do after this. And there's a Toad on the cover of The President's Self-Titled perfect i mean some of the songs on this record like backslider and uh tyler like these songs are so iconic you know what i mean oh yeah there's a lot of other great tracks on here so yeah let's do rubberneck next week and that came out uh 94 so dude the right around the exact same time yeah well right, right around the time of of president self-titled man it's just yeah it is so many good tunage fucking love it coming out around that time dude let's do it all right awesome well, that's that, friend. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna fade out with with another Casper Baby Pants, but I didn't know we were gonna play one during. So let's fade out with uh, Peaches. 
the last the one of the the last big ones that we didn't play. Let's do it. So real quick, I want to tell you that just the story behind Peaches is pretty funny. Uh, I don't remember exactly the whole story, but apparently it's based on this girl that he had a crush on. Um, I don't know when. Maybe he was a kid, but her front yard had a peach tree in it, and he apparently was like trying to build up the courage to go like knock on the door and, and, you know, talk to her. And he was just holding these peaches in his hand and just like squeezing them, like just trying to build up courage. And he, he, he chickened out, but he was just holding these peaches and like squeezing them. That's really funny. But I don't know. But then he, and then he wrote a song about it. Peaches could be a Casper baby pants song, you know, easily. That's the thing, man. Like so many of these songs, the lines are blurred. Yeah. We don't yeah. know where Presidents ends and Casper Baby Pants begins. No, we really don't. And we don't need to know. I mean, yeah. Dude, he could have, I mean, he could have pulled a song from, from his old cassette tapes for Casper and just, you know. Dusted it off. Took out some of the, some of the innuendos and there you go. Just like Johnny Karate. Sex <laughs> hair. Remember? I got sex bears. Big old sex bears. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not what was the uh, what was the ultimate the version that he ended up with for the kids. That sounds exactly like how Chris Blue probably approaches his music. He writes a song, and then he has to decide: is this for presidents or is it for Casper Baby Pants? Is this for Blink One Eighty Two or is this for Boxcar Racer? <laughs> yeah, is it, if it's for Casper, let me change some of the words here. Boom. All right, let's let's hear it. And yeah, so for um, for all you listeners out there. You can find us on Twitter at No Filler Podcast. Uh, tell us what you liked, didn't like. Just tell us something, you know. We, <laughs> we don't ever hear from you. Apparently, there are people that listen to this show, so we'd like to hear from you. Why don't you? Uh, That's what I keep hearing, dude. Yeah. Why don't you tweet at us? Tell us. Um, give us ideas. What else do you want to hear us talk about? Uh, there's no place we won't go. Um, that's not true. There's plenty of records and, and, and genres that we probably wouldn't want to cover, but. You know, try us. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to play Imagine Dragons on here. Just throwing that out right. there. Right. Right. Exactly. No no Imagine Dragons on No Filler. No Imagine Dragons. Sorry to No 21 fans. Pilots. No, no, none of that. Um, but, but, you know, other stuff, maybe. Yeah. No country. Unless we have Mitchell on. Mitchell Mitchell is the only person that we'll have on the show uh, who, who will talk to about country music because I trust him. Yeah. But yeah. Find us on Twitter at No Filler Podcast. Uh, you can also, also find us. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, man, I, we never do this, but if you like No Filler, hop on to Apple and give us a rating on iTunes. Mm. Give us five stars. We need we need more visibility. I want to share this with more people. And apparently, best way to do that is to reach the high stardom in the Apple reviews. Five stars is what's going to do it for you. You know, we never ask you for anything, you know. Yeah, Just we really don't. A little simple five stars and a review. It could go a long way. We would appreciate it. Uh, just don't give us a one star. You know, if you hate us, fine. Just keep that to Just, yourself. You know, <laughs> you, could, you can tweet it at us if you want. Just don't tank our Apple rating, you know. We're sitting at a 4.8 right now, dude. I look. Boom. So 4.8. 4.8. That's better than... Um, my grade point average in high school. If that, however that equates, you know. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. I was a straight 
Straight C's, baby. Nah. Not not straight, but... Yeah, it's B's sprinkled in there. Probably a couple B's, um, but uh, anyway. All right. Find us also. You can. That was like a Yoda way of saying <laughs> that. Um, on the Pantheon Podcast Network, that's uh, pantheonpodcasts.com. That is the home of many a great music podcast. It's the podcast network for Music Lovers Q. So... Um, chances are, if you like this show, you'll find plenty of other great content on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So again, that's pantheonpodcast.com. And we'd also like to thank AKG by Harmon for sponsoring the network and the show. And that's that. Next week, we'll talk about the Toadies 1994 record, Rubberneck. That's going to be good times, man. We're just going to keep this 90s train going. And I feel like we could stay on this can stay on this train for a long, long time, Q. Oh, hell yeah, man. But we'll mix it up eventually. All right. That's that. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Talk to you all next week. Moving to the country, I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man in a factory downtown. And if I Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.